Thank you so much for being here on the next episode. Learn, grow, do, repeat with Jamie Tatino. Look, I created this podcast to be able to give back, connect with like-minded people, people like you, people like me, who are out there chasing those goals, chasing those dreams and turning them into a reality. Be sure to like, comment and share at the end of the episode. Also, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Again, thank you for being here. Let's get into it. Hello, hello, and welcome to the next episode, Learn, Grow, Do, Repeat with Jamie Tatina. We have a very, very, very special guest joining us from her wardrobe in a newly made sound booth, which sounds incredible. <laughs> we have the founder uh, of Organized Create and Design, also known as OCD. We're definitely going to be touching on that. Speaker and workshop facilitator, time and task management specialist, She's been featured on Channel 9, Channel 7 Sunrise, in the Herald Sun, also on 3AW and many more other amazing media platforms too. We have the lovely Caroline Bruni. Good morning, Caroline. Good morning. How's the sound in my wardrobe? (laughs) (laughs) Let's let's ask the listeners and the viewers, how does it sound, guys? Uh, It's amazing. It is amazing. Thank you so much for being here and making the time. Um, We're going to get stuck straight into rapid fire. So all the listeners know these questions and there's a few other new ones that sort of came to mind over the weekend and I thought, wow, that'd be a great question for rapid fire. So you're <laughs> okay. the first person to experience it. <laughs> all right. Let's do it. Favorite song right now. Uh, I, I think it's by Sam Frost. It's called Good Morning. Um, it's on Good. a random playlist we've been playing in the house and it just lifts my soul a little bit. Especially Sam Frost. On these days uh, yeah, I think it's definitely. Sam Frost. I think it's called Good Morning. Put it in the show. Just putting it out there, guys. Good morning, Sam Frost. <laughs> Love it. Uh, favorite song to get pumped up to? Uh, I'm a bit of a Beyonce fan. I don't really have mm. a favorite song, but the Lemonade album is definitely one of my go tos. Lemonade um, album. The whole, the whole yeah. thing. The whole thing. I love it. Brilliant. Favorite movie? Fight Club. Ooh, okay. <laughs> favorite it's book? really, really different. Yeah, I was like, wow, that's not what I was expecting. <laughs> Like the notebook or something, maybe. Uh, and it came straight out of my mouth. Didn't even have to. Yeah, didn't have to think. I love it. <laughs> favorite book. Oh, favorite book. Right now, Glennon Doyle's Untamed. Untamed. I haven't read that one. I'm not going to lie. Untamed. It's cool. a bit of a feminist Bible. It's a new feminist Bible. Okay. Well, Good one for guys to read. I'm sure there's always something to learn. There is always something to learn. Absolutely. Go-to meal. Oh. Go-to meal. Uh, There's a meal that is a Mauritian dish. Um, It's made with, like, so it's over over rice. Yeah. um, And you have, like, a red sort of sauce, which is called a rugai. And then you have like this kind of clear broth that often has um, like a leafy vegetable through it, like a bok choy or a Chinese cabbage or something mm, like yeah. that. And um, and it's just one of those meals that just feels like it cleans the soul. Um, I grew up with it. And I remember going on school camps and <laughs> when you grew up in a really ethnic household and you went on school camp and they made you eat, like really totally. horrible food. <laughs> that was the first thing I craved when I walked back in the house. I love it. I love it. What was it called? Um, it's called bouillon bread uh, with rugai. So... I was going to try and write that down, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just write um, the on Mauritian, rice. Mauritian, Mauritian dish on Mauritian, rice. Mauritian dish on rice. All right. I love it. I love it. Now I'm really hungry, you know. <laughs> this is no good. Favourite TV show? 
Currently, um, my favourite COVID TV show has been Somebody Feed Phil somebody, on Netflix. Somebody Feed Phil. Phil. There cooking, it is. Cooking travel show on Netflix um, oh, okay. has been, I've just loved it. I love, um, it. I love it. New yeah. recipes, new cooking styles. Yeah, well, Phil is like the, he's like a producer and writer, I think. Um, and he used to write, like he was heavily involved in Everybody Loves Raymond. So uh, his okay. natural humour yeah. is really similar to that humour. So if you there like you that go. show, totally. you'll, you'll kind of fall in love with Phil. And then he takes us all around the world. And when we can't travel right now, it was kind of nice. It's uh, pretty cool to watch. I love it. <laughs> Your biggest celebrity slash sporting idol growing up. Oh. I went through all the phases. I went through the 90s basketball phase. It was like Michael Jordan. I've loved the Michael Jordan documentary recently. Oh, the last dance. It kind of took me back to mm. my teenage, my like, you know, childhood years. Totally. Um, so MJ won. Yeah, from a sporting point of view, that probably would have been it. Um, I don't really think I had one. I wasn't the kind of person that looked up to celebrities. So I Not kind of spy just... Skills? Uh, like actually now that i think about it i probably definitely had a 90210 phase where i had the t-shirts and the posters and stuff. <laughs> but um not from an inspirational point of view no, just of course. From a normal childhood just being a kid yeah just being a kid i love it i love it one thing you hate or dislike can't say coriander <laughs> i love coriander so you so can't say that fine. anyway because it's very <laughs> it'd be very unmotion of me to say that i like coriander true um true. one thing i hate Oh, I really don't like people talking over me, but <laughs> that's just because it's um, one of those things in our household where everyone people has talking to say. over me. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys, from here on, I'm not going to interrupt Caroline. If she's talking and then I talk, there's oh, going to be problems. It's just the Caroline show from she's, now on. She's just going to walk Jamie's out. Not to not talk. Out. Exactly right. It's not the Jamie show anymore. What podcast? What am I doing here? What do you mean, Jamie? What are you doing here, mate? <laughs> Funniest or craziest thing you've done? Uh,. I think craziest thing, a lot of people would be surprised by this one. Um, so oh, a while ago now, um, I got really into boxing for fitness and um, I decided to do a three-day clinic. And at the end of that, we had a fight in the ring. And it wasn't like a proper fight in the ring sort of thing, but it was about as close to it as I'm ever going to get. And so, yeah, I've had a fight in the ring and... I, my, face is, my face is intact, so it's kind of been terrible. I didn't win, but I didn't so lose head, terribly. So, totally. um, yeah, so I have. I've had a, a proper fight in the ring, headgear, the works. Wow, wow. So, you obviously, did the, the, the workshop, the training, and then that three-day yeah. thing, and then the final part of it was... I'm yeah, like, and so wow. it was interesting because to get ready for that, it was really intense because I had to just be super fit. And yeah. then on top of that, the three-day clinic is, like, almost two and a bit or two days at least of fitness and sparring and constant sparring and constant drills and i was wrecked and so totally. by the time you get to fight night you're, done, you're just already like, done <laughs> yeah. i was already and i was so I'm bruised out. and battered by that point because you're you're doing full contact sparring so exactly right um, yeah, up yeah. to that point so wow. yeah that's probably go. the craziest boxing thing in a ring i like it i like it are you more of a book or audiobook audiobook audio summer or winter summer sum up your mindset in one word Determined. Proudest moment personally and then proudest, proudest moment uh, professionally. Hmm. Personally, 
that's so hard. Um, this is rapid fire. Oh God. Um, okay. Personally, I would say I am sounds really cliche, but I'm really proud of being a mother. Um, so awesome. got two kids, very different ages. I was a mum at just before I turned 22. Um, we'll get to that probably. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, and professionally, uh, I've done some pretty cool stuff, but I guess the top, I'm going to pick top two cause I just indecisive like that. Um, so <laughs> the first one is back in my previous life. Um, I was responsible with my business partner. We were responsible for winning the NCG tender for first aid services. Wow. And, um, the previous provider had had it for like 92 years or something. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> you know, just, just since forever. Um, and we that won was. that contract. Um, and then yeah. I guess the other thing is just creating the business that I'm in at the moment and creating something from completely nothing. Um, exactly. and just making yeah. something up. And then three years later, it's still being a thing. It's still so. there. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Tell us something that no one knows about you. Tell us something that no one knows about me. Um, uh, I don't know if no one knows this, but I've had like, Oh, God, that's a really tricky one. I, I thought maybe pretty... the boxing might fit in there. The boxing right. probably would have been one, but yeah. then, like, some people know about that. Um, I guess from a, pro, like, things that I've shared openly, like, in public, um, yeah, I've had, like, I've lived in a few different places, um, but my, something that, like, not everyone knows is that, one of the things that I've always dreamed of doing is just packing up and living in beach house and just writing and just being almost on my own. I could probably do COVID pretty well if I had a beach house. So, um, yeah, that's probably it. Something that like, I think people assume that I'm this crazy extrovert and I need to be around lots of people and whatever else. And I, I'm actually the opposite. I think I could quite happily just tuck myself away somewhere beautiful totally. in the world and, and just hide away with my family and, do my thing. I love it. I love it. Very similar to me. Like, I don't know if we play the extrovert game well or we play those cards well, but I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm more than happy to be the guy in the corner, no one talking to, or, you know, not even show my face if I had to. Mm. But if when it is time to do, play that role, then I can play it, play it quite well. Oh, I yeah. just get away, go to the beach house, ride yeah. water. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Uh, what's your pet hate? Oh, well, I already said people talking over me. <laughs> Give me another one. Um, no, pet hate. Uh... Paper that chew really loudly. <laughs> My partner says that to me all the time. And I'm like, come now. I'm very conscious just of it. Just eating now, like, or breathing too loud. That's when <laughs> you know that people well, are just like... It. <laughs> One talking. No, I'm just irritable. Like, I just... I. When you're I'm over there, you're breathing too loud. Keep it down over there. <laughs> when right? I'm irritable, I'm really irritable. And COVID has been great for that. But then it's silly because it's just like, yeah, my husband always laughs. He's like, can't I just live? And I'm can't like, I, no. Shut up. <laughs> Next time we hang out, I'm going to make sure I don't breathe and I don't talk. Game <laughs> don't over. <laughs> then don't chew either. Don't eat. Oh um, what, would, what would you say, Caroline, would be your sort of, you can, you can change this word out, biggest failure that ended up being your best lesson? Mm. Biggest failure. 
I don't know if I've had like those really big epic failures, um, but I've had a lot of stuff that I've tried that just Thanks. hasn't worked. Yeah. yeah, I think it happens <laughs> at least a couple of times a year, if not more often than that. Um, and I do, I, I don't see really anything as a failure. Don't get me wrong. Right. I sit in that moment and I have a big cry or I do whatever the emotion brings. Yeah. yeah. But I am pretty good at picking myself back up and just getting good. on with it. Good, good. I guess that's probably what they're learning is that every time you have those challenges that you're getting back up quicker and quicker and, and you're sort of learning from the first time where it might have mm. taken a day to get over it. Now it's half a day, then yeah. a couple hours, then a couple, whatever it might be. Oh, um, very much so. And building I think, that skill. Yeah, it's a skill. It's definitely a skill. And yeah, um, it's a big part of it's having good people around you because they help pick you up quicker. Absolutely. Agreed, agreed, agreed. If you could choose to have lunch with any one person in the world, dead or alive, past or present, you've got two hours, and where would you have lunch? Uh, it probably sounds really cliche, but it would probably be Oprah, and I, mm. would, I would have her at my house, and I'd cook Ooh. for her, and oh. I would um, just... just Cook for her and then Would sit you make on the that couch. Russian dish? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> 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 Might make something a bit fancy. Oh, but this is my, house. You, I'm my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. Like I probably like I probably would cook something Russian because it would be really nice to share that part of totally. my culture. But um, Russian food is poor people food. Like it's like it's great poor people food, but a lot of the dishes are super simple because mm, mm. there isn't a. Well, like, that's where it all began, though, didn't it? Like it's where yeah, yeah, food totally. began. And then people's got more exactly. creative and so, putting, you know, yeah. Serving your it. meal to Oprah. Uh, just need to find cool. the line. Totally. There, there would definitely be some contracts involved in that. If you want to feed Oprah, there's, there's definitely something that has to happen. Yeah. That can happen. I'm sure they probably wouldn't even let me do it. Absolutely. I'm worried I'd poison her or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, what was 10-year-old Caroline like? Oh. Um, pretty determined. Um, there's all these funny stories of me as a kid, but. I've been described, and I like I say this as you know other people describe me as, but I was always described as like the kid that would kind of sit in the background and pay attention, but I always know what was going on. So it's mm. very, very much me even now. Um, <laughs> and then there's this story of me, maybe not at ten, maybe a bit younger, um, and <laughs> I'd convinced one of my cousins. Um, I've got a lot of cousins, and convince one of my cousins that we'd go around the house and collect all the old magazines, like old TV weeks and stuff, like mm, very, yeah, very yeah. old school. Yeah. Um, and we, and I convinced her and we got on our bikes and we went around the suburbs trying to sell people these magazines. I think some people just felt sorry for, for us, like these kids on their bikes trying to yeah, sell yeah. three week old TV weeks <laughs> where people could see the what TV was going to be on TV that week, but not <laughs> relevant anymore. Yeah, um, yeah. And we hadn't told our parents that we were going out so then they were freaking out because they didn't know where we were and um yeah very entrepreneurial of me totally. even back then trying to make a few dollars on three yeah. week old tv week guides <laughs> so on this monday i was like these ago. articles are still interesting like i know Brew? the tv guide isn't Brew? relevant anymore Brew? we'll just rip those pages out i don't need them anymore <laughs> i love it last question of rapid fire what's like the one trait skill quality value belief whatever it might be that's most important to you in the closest five people to you say, uh, whether it be within the business or mm. even family. What's one thing that's really stands out and that's important to you? I think for me, it's integrity. Um, so it's integrity is definitely in my top three values personally. Um, but it's something that I look for in the people that I hold closest to me.
Yeah, Definitely. I love it. Integrity, integrity, integrity. Well, that's rapid fire. Well done. Wow. That was good. We got it's through fun. it. Um, we had some fun. We learned a little bit about you, uh, Fight Club. I like that. Uh, that, you've, that, that you've been in a boxing ring and actually fought. <laughs> Uh, she doesn't like people talking over her guys and she also doesn't like people who breathe loudly. So get your shit together if you're going to hang out with Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or I might knock you out, but not really because exactly it's really right. not that good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it, love it. Caroline, what's one thing you've learned about yourself, especially you know now more so during COVID? What's that one thing you're like, wow? Well, that I'm really irritable at times. No, but I knew that already. Um, I, I've got... I'm really quite patient and um, but I think one thing I've learned about myself is that I have a pretty amazing circle of contacts and friends awesome. and, and family members and um, I was actually saying this to my children, my family last night over dinner, that we, I, I had to duck out to the shops yesterday afternoon. I don't think I'd left the house probably almost for like six days off the top of my head. Um, Hadn't really needed to, so I hadn't left the house and um, felt felt that anxious feeling of, oh, that's right, the rest of the world and, oh, Mm, okay. mm. Um, Because when we're at home, I'm in this really beautiful bubble where Mm. I get to do my work, get to spend time with my family. Um, We have technology so we can connect with people and speak to people every day. Um, I don't have to wear a mask in my house. I can move free. Freely, I can do all of those things, but I've realized that I actually have a really beautiful space in my own home and in my own circle. Um, And yeah, sometimes I forget that when I walk outside, I'm like, oh gosh, this is awful. (laughs) I'm going to go back home because it's nice there. Yeah, absolutely. I guess like you said, sometimes our household, our our normal workplaces, we don't really appreciate it enough because we're sort of like in, out, in, out, like, yeah, cool, whatever. But now, if it's all we've got and you yeah. start to yeah, find those little things that, that really yeah. mean the most. Definitely. I have a question. Um, is it true that Arnie might, maybe, or does have something for you? <laughs> now, who told you that? <laughs> I don't know. There's this man. There's this man that we know. <laughs> that we both know. Um, well, I'm sure Arnie has a thing for lots of people. True. Um, man, really diplomatic answer. <laughs> well, no. So I've had the pleasure of meeting Arnie. And I say meet, like it's kind of photo of meet and greet. Totally. Like we haven't sat down and, and had a meal. Um, so the first year I you met You haven't cooked him, for him yet? What do you mean? I haven't cooked for him yet. <laughs> um, the first year, actually, we kind of, well, didn't kind of sit at the table from him. But the first year that he was here, um, we attended, and I say we, it was myself and my business partner um, for that company that I mentioned earlier. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, so the first year we were actually a table away from him, which was super exciting and super surreal. And we met him and it was very, uh, when I met him, it was very kind of straight down the line. It was the first year of the event. Um, Mm. And then because we were involved for so long, it was like year two. I think by year two or three, he started kind of, no, it was actually year two that he recognized me. Um, and then it was this, that was probably the most surreal thing. So, um, got up on this stage, everyone was kind of being ushered on to take your photo, say hello, and then off you go. And we were drilled. That was drilled into us. Like, don't take too long. Don't try and ask for a selfie. Um, this isn't the time. Yeah. We've got a really tight schedule. So me being such a, um, I, like I, I'm, I follow the rules. So I'm like, okay, cool. That's what we're doing. And, and Arnie's amazing, but I'm not like his biggest fan. Um, I think he's pretty incredible, but 
as I said, I'd invite Oprah before I'd invite <laughs> Arnie. Um, but yeah, so that year I got up on stage and um, he just started chatting to me and he had me by the waist. So I was very close and I was looking over at um, Harry and Ivan and Nick who were on stage who were staring at me like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> um, and then so I got off stage and I remember going back down into the seats, watching other people do their photos and mm. just feeling like I'd stepped into some weird dream because it was so surreal. And I was like, this guy is like, oh my goodness, what just happened? And, yeah, yeah. and my colleagues who had, so we always had the opportunity to have two or three of us that could do that. And my colleagues were just staring at me going, what just happened? Like, I don't know what just happened. Um, so then the next year, a similar sort of thing. Um, so the next year I actually brought my husband with me as one of our kind of plus ones for photos. And yeah. he was like, I want you to get your photo first. And then I want to get mine after you. I'm like, oh, okay, fair enough. And so he did, Arnie did the same thing, had a big chat. And, the, and like the guys on security were just rolling their eyes laughing at me. Um, and then my husband went up next and he was like, oh, I hope you were nice to my wife. And he was like, oh, is that your wife? And then he said, he said to the cameraman, oh, he said to my husband, he was like, get your photo and get to the chopper. And it was just so good. And my husband was like, Love that it. was the best. Like, awesome. I don't care if Arnie's hitting on my wife because he just threw me a line and that was Absolutely. If we're both getting to the chopper, that's good. <laughs> and then year four, so the last year I was involved in the event, I took my eldest son. And um, so he got his photo first and then Amazing. same deal. We chat longer and longer every year. And <laughs> every I think year. even as I look at the photos, we get closer and closer. <laughs> like I'm squeezed up as oh, close as I, I can get it. to him. And um, and then by the time I got back down the stairs, my son was like, where have you been? Like I was like, oh, we were just chatting. And he's like, oh, was Arnie chatting you up? <laughs> I just laughed. I was like, I not really. It. I'm sure Arnie was chatting up a lot of people today. But yes it, no, was but I'll just say nice. yes. it was kind of nice to just, like, though he doesn't, there's no way he'd know my name or maybe the only thing that I can think of is the night before we do the photos yeah. um, is the awards night and the, yes. um, yeah. the night for well, the whole competition. Yeah. And because mm -hmm. we were a sponsor, I would always hand out at least one award that night. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you would have seen me on stage the night before. True. And then, so there's a bit of context maybe there. His memory. But, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, Yes, yeah, so the rumor it. is that, so that story is definitely. I am one of his favorite people, and I'll take know, that. That's okay. absolutely, absolutely. That goes on the resume one hundred percent. Now I have to ask you: Was he a loud breather, and did he talk over you? Oh, <laughs> I don't think you, I don't think I breathed in the whole True. time. <laughs> Just hold your breath and hope that you don't. Imagine think going to Arnie, be like, "Excuse me, I I was talking." Yeah, let's talk over me. And you're breathing too loud. Keep it down. <laughs> and I'm the kind of person that when I'm in situations like that, I, one, I try not to get starstruck. Mm, so I try yeah. to be able to hold a conversation. And then two, I try to just have a normal conversation. Mm. So I remember the first year where he was like, you know, he didn't say, how are you doing? But he may as well have. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, how are you? Like, how's your morning been? What have you been doing today? And I think that kind of through him as well because I wasn't asking him about anything to do with his career or, or something. Yeah, I was yeah. just like, how are you? And yeah, are you having yeah. a good day? And whatever else. And so that was kind of nice. But um no. No, I don't think he talked over me and he wasn't eating, so we were <laughs> totally totally he wasn't chewing to that. I like it. I like it. I love it. So look, O C D we, we we touched on that earlier. Um 
where did that even begin from? Like you said, you sort of got into that a couple of years ago and like almost by accident and, and here we are, you just yeah. put a few things together. Um, even a life assistant, now I'm also really keen to understand because I'm sure that the listeners will be. So if you can explain what that is, tell us what about, a bit more about OCD um, and are you really very OCD as well? Oh, okay. So there's not three questions there. Sorry. There are. That's why I was like, okay, where do I start? Um, so back in 2017, I was the general manager of the first aid company. I was very busy. Like most people are very busy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have two children. Um, so just life, like really hectic. Um, and there were things on my to-do list that, see, I'm like super duper organized. Um, I know you and I have kind of had a bit of work together so you've seen like when i want to get something done it just gets done um and so super organized but had some stuff on my to-do list that was quite high level the things i remember were consolidating my super getting a will sorted out that sort of stuff but Mm. i was like oh i don't have time to research this and every time i started diving into it it was just a bit overwhelming i was like this is so so frustrating and I remember thinking, surely there's like a life assistant because I don't need a PA, but I need someone to help me with life stuff mm. that is quite high level. I don't want someone to go, like, don't get me wrong, it's nice for someone to go pick up your laundry or whatever, but I don't need that. I need, because yeah, yeah. I was really organized. So our mm. household kind of ran like clockwork. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's where the thought came from originally. And then I started speaking to friends and they were like, yeah, that sounds great. But if I can... I." I always repeat this story because it always makes me laugh. I had someone say to me, if I can get into the car without one of my kids missing a shoe, then <laughs> it's amazing. And I, and I was like, oh, that's not my life. Like my kids were not missing shoes. And yeah, we had days where we ran late. Like everyone has those of off days. But realistically, we had pretty systemized household. Yeah, um, yeah. So then I realized that I needed to drill a bit, I kind of needed to make it more grassroots. And mm, so mm. I created this concept because I had all, like, it's funny how I was really busy. So then I thought I'd create another business because totally. that totally makes sense. But, um, and the the title life assistant just kept coming back to me and coming back to me. So it's mm. like, okay, great. Mm. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm really conscious of, um, and I'm probably more aware of it now um, that, you know, we use the phrase OCD as a kind of like slang, but the reality is it, it is a real, um, you know, it, it really exists and it is something that people medically struggle with. So I'm very conscious of clarifying this part. Mm-hmm. So I, I've always been really honest with the fact that when we were brainstorming business names, so I, it was actually myself, my husband and my mother-in-law who happened to be around um, with us in Melbourne at the time. And we we're brainstorming names and, my husband just kind of went, oh, totally has, just has to be something OCD because, oh, my goodness, and and using the phrase like slang. And we kind of all looked at each other and went, oh, there's something to that. And then we just brainstormed words that could work with that. Yeah, um, we yeah. knew organise would be one of the words. And, and then when I thought about the concept of what I wanted to create, that's how the business name evolved. Mm, so mm. essentially that's what we do. We help you organise your mental load and the kind of, the stuff that's bouncing around in your head, we then curate it because there's a lot of stuff in there that you don't need mm. and you that isn't actually serving you. And there's a lot of stuff that needs to be introduced. So we add those pieces in. And then with you, we design your your life number two, kind of Correct. the new version of. Yeah. And yeah. so that's where the business name comes from. And um, yeah, I, I guess as, as the time has evolved over the last three years, I've been a lot more conscious of using the 
the words OCD because yeah. they'll, they'll understand the slang of it. And, of and if we're talking the way that it's used as slang, I am yeah. very OCD in that yeah. regard. But when yeah. it comes to the real context of it, I'm totally. definitely not. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I have, um, it's been really lovely over the last few years just watching people experience that entire process mm. and walk away sometimes walk away because they, they're one-off clients and sometimes they remain as ongoing clients ongoing. but they i can see the real difference that mm. the work that we do makes because it clears their space their mental space to do the things that they really want to be doing so. were you always someone like that who had the organization even growing up like this has to be this way diaries you know notepads leading people you said earlier that you sort of influenced them you know your, your mm. cousins to go and sell three weeks, you know, um, the, 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 TV, the TV guides. Yeah, 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 yeah. So was that always something or was that more in your business career that you sort of developed that? I think it's always been a part of me. Um, I don't remember ever being the kind of person that was running late or I was never the go with the flow kind of kid. Yeah. Um, and even yeah. when I think back to high school, um, <laughs> you know, those moments and most people have had those moments of, underage drinking and being in places I wasn't supposed to and all of those things, I was still the friend that made sure everyone got home. Mm. I was still the mm. friend that was like, shh, we're walking back into the house and we're yeah. going to get in trouble. And yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I was always the responsible one, even when I was doing stuff I shouldn't be. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was always the person that was conscious of where we needed to be and how we needed to do it mm. and, and whatever else. I started working the moment I could at 14. Um, and by you know two years later i was one of the supervisors i was working in retail just always had that drive to, but it was based on just wanting things done a certain way and Correct. and um yeah so it definitely has been a trait my entire life within the business now like is it just those like you, you mentioned earlier like the super and the will and stuff like mm. that does it expand outside of that or is that more like what you like well, to do or target it to do yeah it's funny um i I was adamant at the beginning that we were only going to work with, you know, people that had super busy lives, but we were only going to do their life stuff because it wasn't like if they needed a PA, they could get a PA and whatever else. And it's funny now, three years later, the majority of the clients we work with are small business owners and they, and I take the concept of the life assistant and I just apply it wherever. So, yeah. um, you know, we've helped clients with their branding um, and mm. to find the right tools to bring their brand to the world. Um, I'm currently working with a family who um, just need more of that, what I would class as traditional life assistant work. So I'm helping them yeah. plan their, their upcoming holidays for the school holidays nice, and things nice. for their kids and so yeah. those sorts yeah. of things. Um, and when I speak to people like that, it's often about decision-making and feeling mm. like they've got a bit of decision fatigue. Correct. So if someone else can just give them two or three options, put it yeah. on the table, do the research, make sure the dates are free, it's in their budget, blah, 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 yeah. they can then make a choice mm. because they don't have to look on what if or Airbnb and look Correct. at the 50 million options. And so it, it can lend itself to anything, um, which some days is great for us. Some days <laughs> is really hard, but yeah. there are days where I have six or seven people's lives in my brain and it, it can be a little bit exhausting, but I think that's where my natural skills come in and it, I just get on with it. Being able to organize and delegate yeah. those tasks out as needed. Or yeah, what, what a, a normal client, normal customer, like on average, so to say, what would be there? If someone's there, like, okay, cool. You know what? I think this sounds interesting. Like 
it might be of value to me. Like, is there mm. a moment where it's like, you know, I need what you guys are offering or like how big, how small does it need to be? Yeah. Sort of, you know, does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, there is no how big, how small um, because we work really closely with individuals. Yeah. So um, at this stage, we haven't ever really worked with a large corporation. We were working with multiple people from a company, yeah. um, but we do work with founders and startups and, um, and then, as I said, individuals um, that are not in business and they are just wanting to su- some support in their day-to-day life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so therefore, how small is not an issue as well. Don't get me wrong, it's about budget. So if you don't have the capacity financially to outsource, then we're not for you um that's just the way that life goes unfortunately um but from a task perspective i always try to clarify with people that we are the admin and logistics of the task we are not the people doing the task so Mm. i'm not coming to do your laundry because i don't even like doing my own (laughs) but if you um need that as a thing to outsource i will find you the options and i will facilitate those options and get the person i'll book it in if we need to whatever else um but yeah i'm not the person doing it well it's the same thing as like well hey if you want me to organize a holiday make sure there's a room for me too (laughs) yeah it's (laughs) like i'm not going with you on holidays Um, we're clear cut on that it's like yeah book my holiday but you're not coming but yeah you want me to do my washing but you're gonna go it's like not having it (laughs) not having them Exactly. So I guess every everything on your to-do list has an admin and logistics component to it. And um, sometimes the admin log- and logistics component is the thing that m- means that you don't start in the first place. Mm. So if we can be the reason why you I start like and we I can like that. do that first piece and get yeah. you moving, you can do the rest of it if that's what it is. Well, I think that's a lot of the time what procrastination comes down to is not really knowing what to do. You yeah. just sort of steer away from those first few steps. It's like, well, where do I actually start? Like, where mm. do I step? You know, so if you can help map out that first three steps, those first three things that someone needs to do, then they'll mm. be able to get that ball rolling in their own industry. Uh, and, and again, is it for individuals, businesses? Like, always oh, it more just like, is, is there one or the other? Or you, again, everyone. No, everyone. Um, and that's like what it. the beauty of that's the awesome. life component of it. Yeah, so currently yeah. we have, you know, the majority of our clients are, are small business owners, but they get the value of, um, we help them predominantly with their business tasks. But then if they say, hey, I need to send a gift to a friend, um, this is my budget and yeah. this is the kind of stuff she yeah. likes, they know we'll do that as well yeah. or yeah. holidays. or. Mm. Um, I guess from a small business owner perspective as well, like if you're helping them save, half an hour in their day from a business perspective they're probably mm. going to add that half an hour to their personal life yeah which might be family time kids whatever right. it might be doing a family orientated thing or personally orientated thing so in a way it organically just flows yeah. over um which is great and people underestimate well, often don't understand why they've got the mental load and stress in the first place. Mm, and then yeah. they have to, what yeah. we do is we help you kind of yeah. identify what's stressing you out in the first place. And and some people think that they need help in their businesses and that it's actually in their lives and vice versa. Um, sometimes it's the symptom and it's not the actual root cause. Correct. So, Correct. you know, we'll drill down and identify what's stressing you out. Like I've had people say, I really want you to help me meal plan and, um, and to outsource all of these household tasks. And within a month, they're like, oh, I realized that when I was folding the laundry, that's when I was having my best ideas because mm. I was doing this this just mindless task, but I was stopping because I had to do the thing. Um, 
yeah, so like sometimes like exactly yeah, exactly yeah, so wow. sometimes we take things away and then people mm. are like oh no that wasn't the problem and and it's good because we just play and we work out what's best for each, so each individual and family like um yeah. i have to ask give us three tips give me three tips to really shaping up sharpen up the organization of my day i'm pretty good I, i'm not gonna lie i'm pretty good with how i structure my things and keep on top of things yeah but you know i'm sure there's i could do a little bit more i could be a little bit better uh and over the the time Something that yeah. you've seen is like, wow, this is like a no-brainer. Everyone needs to be doing this. Give us a uh, Everyone needs hands. a calendar. Like A calendar? If you, of some sort. So I prefer to have an online calendar um, where, like, we use Google. We recommend to our clients that they use Google as well. And then we have a whole heap of sub-calendars. So personally, I have my own when my personal and business items go in. Um, I then have access to my husband so I can be across, we can be across each other's um, day to day. It's like pre-COVID definitely when we were yeah. in and out of the house and whatever else, but yeah. even in COVID, now that we're <laughs> negotiating the sound in the house and meetings <laughs> and who's on what it. call. And <clears throat> yeah, yeah. so we try not to book too many of those at the same time. Yeah. Um, and then we have sub calendars. So I've got, a calendar for my meals and so I do meal planning once a week I map out all of the dinners and so not at any stage can anyone be like what are we having for dinner on Thursday because it's in the calendar it's um it's already there and then we've got one for our bills and one for kind of general family stuff which is where I choose to put things for my children some yeah. people have separate calendars separate sub calendars for their children so that's mm. kind of in the context of a household but yeah. I think even if you you know you've got your partner you might have a pet um, and whatever totally. else those things are just as important um, so things don't get missed and information yeah. can be captured all in yeah. one place yeah. and then if you want to go drill down even further especially from a business or career perspective that's when you can start color coding your calendar and blocking mm. out your time mm. so um, a lot of people will um, color code their calendar for the day and let's say they subcolor green as money making yeah, um, nice. or revenue building yeah. and then what's project and what's kind of downtime mm, or mm. self-care and blah, blah, blah. and if yeah. you have set goals for yourself that say by this stage i want you know to have built business by this point or gotten a certain place in my career and by this stage i want to physically or mentally feel better in this kind of self-care space and whatever else but you can't see that in your calendar mm. and you haven't made time for those things they're just not going to happen, gonna happen. So, hence why the calendar is really important super important so calendar number one um the next part of that would be or the next tip would be around organization in the household so i am I like, you know, definitely like things being in their place. I'm <laughs> very neat and tidy. No one would I be surprised it. by that. Totally. But um, I think even if you don't need that level of tidiness, certain things just, just should have a place. Like I don't understand people that lose their keys. Like it doesn't make sense to me. Like why don't, why don't they have home like in your house? Like, why don't they have a home? Why don't they just live in the same place? So even just little things like that, that can cause you stress. Mm. So that moment in the morning, um, you know, I am talking kind of pre, like we're, we're both in Melbourne, so we're, we're not going very far at the moment. But nonetheless, yeah. occasionally I need my keys to go get groceries and I know where they are because they're always in the same place. Yeah. So there'll be certain elements of things that you have. And if you can ensure that you have them in the same place, 
and there's consistency. Um, and then once again, as a parent, to pass that consistency on. So, mm. you know, my kids know where this stuff goes. 100%. And that's why we didn't have the situation of someone getting in the car and not having a shoe shoes. because the shoes are always together yeah. and yeah. there's a system in place. So, it. Um, yeah, it, sound, just, it may sound silly with the keys, yeah. but at the end of the day, like that one minute of you oh. stressing out, looking for your keys, being late, oh my God, I'm already late, now I'm going to be even more yeah. late. Like yeah. that can flow and affect your entire day. Oh. Exactly, because it's the it's the being late part, but then all Spot the stress on, on top yes. of that. So as soon as you get on the road, you're going to start blaming everyone. Oh my god, this guy's cut me off. Look at the traffic, yep. the red light, the green light. That man mm. there. All of a sudden, the whole day is gone. Yep. Just from that small thing Just of your keys, keys not the being. Place, people. <laughs> the the biggest takeaway, the title of this podcast is going to be: Your keys need a house. They need yeah. a home. They need, they need somewhere they to need go. Their own home. <laughs> they need their own home. Any right? other things like keys, in most cases, it's keys, wallet, phone, or keys. Phone, wallet, keys. Phone, yeah. wallet, keys. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Phone, wallet, keys. Phone, wallet, keys. Yeah. Where are they? Where are they? Yeah, Got them. exactly. Yeah. They're always in the same place. So, so calendar, um, household needs to be organized and your keys need a home. Yeah. Number three. Uh, I, I think for me, when it comes to the work that I do, is. Um, is write it down so and like the keys have a home and the calendar is organized and whatever else keep your thoughts and ideas kind of collected in one place so it's either you know I use a lot of project management tools um, we use Asana in the business but I also use it personally because it's kind of just my go-to now um, making sure that when you're thinking of ideas or when you've got a to-do list or whatever else that it's all in one place like mm. the post-it note that got lost and the totally. napkin and the notebook and which Bars. notebook is it yeah. written in and mm. and don't get me wrong i love journaling and i've got a journal um that serves that purpose and i've got other books that may serve other purposes but when it comes to tasks and to-do lists and and definitely ideas as well try and keep them all in one master place and that may be one master book Correct. um but whatever I, works for the individual yeah yeah it has to work for you and it's the Correct. same with the calendar like i try and move everyone onto an online calendar but some people prefer to have a book and i'm like totally. that's cool but you got to have your book with you everywhere you go because if you're out somewhere and you need to make an appointment you need to make sure you're not going to double book yourself yeah. and have things yeah. clash, good, good, so. good. now i like those because you know i'm a massive google calendar fan as well mm. um so i definitely run it that way uh but i, I like you know like the fact of writing things down keeping it all together and yeah i'm more of an online person too yeah because uh, you know I, I had the notepad in the car I had it in the bedroom i had it in the lounge room i had in the office had it at my parents house all of a sudden there's all these notepads I'm like, well, where did i write that down <laughs> where did that idea go yeah you yeah. know so it gets lost pretty quickly are you looking for that next book maybe something to help you take control and remove those barriers to ultimately see you achieve what you were destined for be great a book i wrote that dives deep into building the self-belief and mindset and also touches on the six key elements to achieving greatness it's easy to consume and to take action on get your signed copy today at www.begreatthebook.com enjoy let me ask this what is the greatest life hack that you figured out hmm. <laughs> oh, the greatest life hack I think the one that has probably consistently been a part of my life now for, well, I'm going to say eight years is meal planning. Um, so pre back in 2011, 12. Um, so my husband and I had a pretty 
hard run financially. Um, so I was, uh, I went on maternity leave um, with our youngest son. Um, and within those kind of three, like, you know, that time period of maternity leave, my husband was made redundant. He had a pretty significant car accident. He was fine, but he rode off his car. Um, and we just had all this just terrible stuff, thing after thing after thing. Um, and we had gone from two very comfortable salaries, living a pretty comfortable life to it hit hard. And I, I'm not a put my head, head in the sand kind of person. I, I very much was like, okay, we need to tackle this head on. I can't deal with people calling me, telling me my bills are late or whatever. I just, I can't deal with that level of stress. I need to do this head on and have the hard conversations and get it done. So I did that first and we, we started with bills and put all of our things on some kind of plan or payment plans or whatever else. And a lot of those are still in place today. So um, financially, we're always ahead because we've put strategies in place way back then. Yeah. But the key thing that I put in place back then was meal planning. And originally it was because of our budget. I was like, we need to spend less on our groceries. We still need to eat well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got a young baby, all that sort of stuff. And um, so that's when we implement. And then the stress of what are we having for dinner and like driving me mad every week. So I was like, <laughs> okay, we're just gonna, I'm going to plan the meals we're going to be conscious of our budget, but also our health. And um, and now, you know, eight years later, every Sunday, I sit down with my laptop. Yeah, I decide I what we're having for dinner every night that week. I only buy the groceries that we need, so we don't have a mm. lot of waste. Um, and, yeah, I, I think that would be the biggest consistent thing that we've done right the way through. And, it's like, it's one of the first things I recommend to people. Love it. And, and even, like, that act of planning the week ahead for food it's that act of planning for the week ahead can be substituted for many different things not just mm. the meal but like mm. that there is such a you know a beneficial if you want to talk about finances you want to talk about organization of your day like getting the most out of your day or your week from a productivity standpoint uh i like that i like that i'm a bit of a meal prepper because you know i did the whole bodybuilding yeah. thing yeah um so i, I definitely meal prep but I, you know i'm a little bit guilty at times of not actually having a dedicated plan to yeah. What am I going to be eating? Where am I going? Am I going to be home? What, what's actually happening? Um, yeah. So that's definitely something I'm going to implement for sure. So our meal plan also, as you said, it, it is a plan for the week. So when I sit down on a sun, the reason I do it on a Sunday is because I look at what's happening in the week and I'm like, mm. okay, like now it's, you know, do you have a Zoom call or something on in the evening or whatever? It used to be, are, are we all home? We're working around the children's sport and other mm-hmm. activities as well. So I was always conscious that I was like, okay, they're all going to come home. They're going to be super hungry. Our time is tight on this day. It needs to be a meal that's super fast, yeah. but nutritious, yeah. that they all love, that sort of stuff. So it was always about planning and looking at the week ahead. And even now that we're not, we're all at home, I'm still conscious of how we feel on a Thursday. Like yeah. we're always, like we get to the end of the week and like any week, you can start right. getting tired and yeah. Yeah. whatever else. So I consciously make Thursday leftover day there's yeah, always yeah. leftovers in the fridge from yeah. all of the other meals yeah. um and there's always stuff in the freezer and things that can get heated heated up and whatever mm, else mm, so mm. everyone kind of we still sit down and eat a meal as a family but everyone kind of eats something different and Correct. so it doesn't have to be about making some ridiculously amazing three-course dinner every night <laughs> yeah. but yeah. you can um put things in place and you oh, can yeah. even like I know the days we've decided to have takeaway because they're in the calendar. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, so then we try not to 
change that because Correct. it's like... Here's something to look forward to as well. You know, yeah. you know that Friday night is pizza night or whatever it yeah. is. And yeah, you definitely, definitely. Need something to look forward to. I want to touch on from, from you as a... Like this is from my eyes and my perspective and my experience yeah. of, of being able to, to work and, and hang out with you is, is that you're obviously a very, very driven, you said it before, determined woman and who's now gone into business and you know, done incredible things for other women out there who for them, it may not come as natural as it does for you and who may want to get into the business world or may want to just stand up and share something or become an influencer or, or build an online something. Mm. How did you do it? Was there any fears around it? Even now, you, you have the ability to get up on stage and share mm. and speak. For other women, they may say, oh my God, I could never do that. If you could speak to the women and sort of just say like, this is how I did it. This is what I had to get through. This is how I still do it day in, day out. These are the yeah. challenges I have. Like, what could or would you share? So I will definitely say that in the beginning, um, in the beginning for business, uh, so when I started with the first aid company, I genuinely had no idea what my value was. I had major imposter syndrome and um, was constantly trying to work out why on earth I was even where I was and how I ended up being the director of a business. And I, it, and I, it, the stories we tell ourselves are so important and I constantly would be like, oh, this is a terrible idea. Like, why the hell am I in business? And yeah, yeah. it was like, when I look back on it now, I'm like, I really wish I could go speak to myself and just say, can you stop doing that? Because you could just get a lot further, a lot yeah. quicker if you yeah. just believe in yourself. And, yeah. and for me personally, at the time, it took other people telling me. And we don't always have that. I was really fortunate that I had quite a lot of people kind of going, hey, you're really good at this. You need to, you need to do this. You need mm. to just fight for it. And, and so I'd come from such a traditional working for someone else type position um so but i had always had such high work ethic and such high customer service focused work um like i started in retail and i think anyone that's ever worked in retail knows if you can survive <laughs> retail and take those customer service skills you can do pretty much anything yeah. retail and hospitality i think are two of the hardest customer facing industries out there yeah. um and so that piece around making sure that if you can't tell yourself yet that you are all the amazing things that you are, then that you've got some amazing people around you that are going to tell you that. And I don't mean tell you stuff that isn't true. Like people were telling me, I can see these skills and you're really good at this mm -hmm. and whatever else. They weren't telling me I could do things that I either could They weren't just pumping shouldn't. the tires up for no, the sake of it. No, definitely yeah. Yeah. not. Um, so that was definitely helpful. Um, and then there was a lot of imposter syndrome just around stuff that I think, especially as women, we face all the time. So I, I used to go to meetings with my business partner who was actually younger than me, but he was a, a man and he was quite tall as well. And oh, well, he's a man and he's quite tall. And he, um, and I would have people wonder why I wasn't making coffee and um, stuff like that. And I was just like, hey, wait, what? And, um, and he, he's great. So he would always kind of go, no, uh, Caroline's my business partner. And, and in all honesty, if you want anyone to answer that question, I can't answer it. So she needs to answer it. And totally so moments like that where people make a point to speak up mm. if you're not ready, because sometimes we're not ready or we don't have the confidence yet. So once again, 
surrounding yourself with good, good people. people. Yeah. Um, and then I guess fast forward to when I decided mm -hmm. to go out on my own and, and create this business, it's being petrified, but doing it anyway. Totally. <laughs> just do it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of yeah. the biggest lessons I've learned is that you just got to give it a go. And I like, there's been so many things that I've tried that just have not worked. Um, but you've just got to give it a go. And um, and like anything, it just takes practice. So back in the first aid company, if someone had said to me, oh, "I need you to speak to this group of whoever." I would have shaken right through that. My voice would have shaken. I would have been up all night, not being able to sleep, stressed out about it. And now, you know, as you said earlier, you know, I've been on different news um, outlets. I've mm -hmm. spoken on stages. I decided to launch my own podcast. I just do whatever I decide to do because I can, and I know that right. I can and, and it takes, but it takes practice. So, um, so sometimes if you are thinking about one, jumping into business um just make sure you've got some really good people around mm. you and make sure that you're really clear on what your expectations are so if i say to a friend um i'm going to try this thing and i want you to tell me if it's a terrible idea and i'm not going to get offended i just want you to be honest with yeah. me yeah you've got to give them that permission you've got yeah. to give them the permission to support you but mm. you've also got got to give them the permission mm. to be honest with you sure. so that's where that circle is really important and then yeah. when it comes to doing the thing it's going to be uncomfortable and it's going to be really scary, but you've got to do it anyway. And then you've got to do it again because that's where the practice comes in. Agreed. 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 Just get yourself out there. It doesn't matter how scary it's going to be. It's going to be scary either way. It doesn't matter what level you get at. Like yeah. I, I guess like even now with real food vending for me, it was first scary to start the business. Then we started it. Then it was like, wow, that was two years. Now it's going to be scary to franchise it. Now we franchise it. Now it's going to be scary to franchise it to state. <laughs> Now that's scary. And then we're going to do an interstate and let's go to the other state. So it's always going to be scary. Yeah. I guess it's always like we said, oh, you build that skill of just getting, getting through it, getting over it and still pushing through. Yeah. And I if it was easy, then everyone else would be doing it. Absolutely. And that's why Absolutely. people don't do stuff. And that's totally okay. There's nothing wrong with just having a day job or whatever. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. actually have a problem with that. But if yeah. you have the drive to do something else, yeah. just got to do it. Yeah. I, my biggest issue is don't tell me you want it, but then, you know, you don't. Like if you want it, let's make it happen. I'll give mm. you all the, the support mm. and everything I can give you. But you're actually, like you said earlier, you're going to have to go on the holiday. You're going to have to go do the washing. Yeah. You're going to have, you're to, going to, do have to do the thing. that part of it. Um, amazing people around you. You've said that like multiple times. How did mm. you find amazing people? Uh, I think it's luck. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think it's luck. I think, I think it's about, um, the, uh, the part of it is luck in the sense that you just kind of, meet people and come across people and whatever else but the piece before that is there's two elements from my perspective one is completely understanding and knowing and living your values because if i meet someone and they seem like a nice enough person but they're not my my kind of person i can pick that pretty quickly based on the fact that i'm living in my values mm, um mm, mm. and that's totally fine like not everyone is your not, you know, really not all the people are your people but <laughs> totally, yeah. um yeah and, and knowing that and being able to see that pretty quickly is really important. Yeah. Um, and then once you know you, who your people are and you've got a couple of those, the reality is if you're in tune with that, your connections will continue to grow Correct. and being open Correct. to that. So 
No, I've heard Pete, like I've heard, and I don't know where I've heard when you say they, like when you can't remember who. <laughs> yeah. I've heard the phrase of I've got enough friends. And I'm like, do you? Like, mm. what does that mean? Like, I know that I had really close friendships with people maybe five years ago who I don't talk to very often anymore because I've grown and they've grown and we've changed and, and our values are probably similar still, yeah. but our lives have changed. Correct. So, you know, being Correct. open to connection and being mm-hmm. open to the mm-hmm. fact that tomorrow you, or today you might meet someone absolutely incredible that just opens up a whole new perspective for yes. you. Um, yeah. But knowing listening to that gut instinct is really important yeah like definitely. if you meet someone and they're not really for you then don't force it exactly right. need to Doesn't be matter how desperate you need it. yeah exactly <laughs> right yeah well again because i'm i can guarantee you, like people out there will be like yeah okay cool get amazing people around you but where do i start how do mm. i do that how do i know if they're amazing or not well i think it starts with knowing like who you are and yeah. then knowing what sort of people you want around you like yeah, definitely. For, for me i like having other people like me around me but i mm. also like people that aren't like me because then they're going to challenge me to think different ways yeah they're going to definitely. challenge me to look at things i've got a lot of friends who are in accounting and financial planning but i hate numbers that's not my space yeah. but when i listen to them talk i'm like wow these guys are so knowledgeable about mm. like numbers and money and how it works i just listen for five minutes and i learn so much yeah you know, so, so but for me i would never go and like youtube it or i would never go and personally <laughs> try and do a course about that yeah. i'll just ask my mates like hey tell me yeah. something teach me something um, so again, that's, that's probably the, the biggest thing uh, there. So definitely get out more, know what, like, who you are, know mm. what you want to get from it yeah. uh, and know like, sort of the surroundings that you need to have as well. Um, I love it. What's one thing, Caroline, over your journey through business, through motherhood, through being an, an empowering woman that you've learned that really blew you away? You can genuinely do anything you want but and and i know that that sounds really far-fetched um and i don't plan to become an astronaut anytime soon because i don't actually want to be an astronaut so that's cool that's fine but if if there's something i genuinely want to do um now it may not happen tomorrow but i i know that i will make it happen Mm -hmm. and um and there's certain things that i think i want to do and i give it a crack and it doesn't work and I'm like ah I'll just give that one up and that's totally okay too but yeah the capacity that we have as human beings mm-hmm. especially in mm-hmm. you know this time of 2020 and beyond um we have so much opportunity mm-hmm. and um and if we don't have it we can create it and True. Um, yeah True. so I love that I love that yeah I think that's the bit that's always surprised me every time Correct. I um think oh I should do that thing and then I look back and it's 12 months later or however long and I'm doing the thing or I've already done it and I've moved on to something new. I'm like, yeah. oh, that was cool. I achieved that. Yeah, I did yeah. that. But I guess it's only until you actually do it that you believe that you can do it. Mm. That's probably the biggest challenge is prior somehow you still need to build that belief that shit, maybe I can do this thing to then even go and start doing the thing, whatever, yeah. it, whatever it might be. What, what are your top three habits, Caroline? What, what do you do on a daily basis from a business person? Like, what are your top habits? Mm. Um, so one of the things I know that's really important for me personally is lots of sleep. Um, so there's, there's a two prong approach to that. So one, as we know now can be a bit irritable. So there's no one, no one needs sleep deprived Caroline, cause it's not a good, good thing, but I guess on a more serious front, um, I actually have chronic fatigue. And, um, so if I let my fatigue, um, tip past a certain point, I can hit one of those chronic fatigue 
um, spouts. And mm -hmm. so I'm very mindful that I need to consistently look after myself so I don't kind of get into this point of almost illness state. Yeah. Um, yeah. But sleep is really important in general because it just it, it's so important to everything that we do. So sleep is definitely one of the first kind of habits that I'm mindful of. Yeah. Um, I personally have never been able to kind of master or even even at an uh, like amateur level um, meditate. It just isn't something I can do very well. But how I choose to meditate is I journal and mm. I can sit and I can write for hours. Um, sometimes I write for a few minutes and sometimes I'll just write and write and write. Yeah, um, yeah. So I find that point of reflection and it even goes back to what I was saying before about just writing things down like right. ideas and thoughts. Um, so to me, making sure that you've got some form of reflection um, yeah. so you can once you get something out of your head, it, it just creates more space. Totally. So, you could lie that. Yeah. Like earlier, that lady folding the clothes. It's like yeah. that was her time to meditate. Yeah. If, if you're out there and you're like, well, folding clothes is my time, washing dishes, mm. going for a run, exercising. Well, if that's what you know gets it done, you don't have to sit there with your legs crossed. Like if you can, yeah. awesome. But if you can't, do it another yeah. way. Very much time. so. So uh, lots of sleep, journaling, writing things down, your, your interpretation of uh, yep. meditation, meditation and the third one. I think the third one for me is um, is about connection. So I I can tell when I, especially it's been really interesting in this time of COVID, on the days that I may think, oh, it'd be really nice to jump on a call with a friend or whatever, but I'm so tired. That's the time I actually really need to jump right. on the call with a friend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when I'm, you know, just not feeling the best or I, or I've just been on zoom calls all day and it's like the last <laughs> thing I want to do, yeah. but it's normally the thing that I need the most. Mm -hmm. And, um, I knew how much I needed human connection and I knew how much we as a whole need human connection, but there were, I didn't know the way that I know today in 2020. Yeah. Um, okay. I've been really fascinated by, that piece and um and i've been really grateful for um as i said the bubble that i live in at home awesome. at the moment because the connection that i have with my family members and um and even just watching the connection that my boys have and just the things we've learned about each other and the way that we flow in our space um mm. has been really really lovely to see because it's it's really emphasized that connection piece correct me, so. how important it is yeah definitely, yeah definitely do you remember a moment throughout, again, the business career, personal career, what, probably more so business, where you thought, wow, like, like shit, this is real now. I'm, I'm doing my own thing or I'm, I'm standing here next to Arnie or we've just won the first aid contract at the MCG. Was there a moment when you said, wow, this, is, this, like, this shit's real? Yeah, um, I've had a few of those. I've been, I've been pretty fortunate. Um, I've had... A lot of those pinch me kind of moments. Um, the first one I always laugh at is um, so we had the MCG contract um, and we'd been in place for a year um, and we'd been invited by the MCC to attend um, one of the cricket matches um, but to have dinner in the MCC dining room. And um, I don't know if you remember titanic the movie with yeah. leonardo dicaprio yeah. and there's that scene where jack saves rose off the back of the 
off the back of the ship and then yeah. he gets invited to dinner and mm-hmm. he has to kind of learn what fork to use and <laughs> he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's how I felt sitting in the <laughs> MCC dining room. So one, I'm not into sports, so I just, like, I don't, I spent, I've spent so much time in that venue and in a range of other venues in the country, um, but I'm never watching what's going on <laughs> on, the, on the actual pitch. Yeah, um, yeah. So one, and definitely, and cricket would be like the last sport that I would choose as well, wow. so that's not You're my thing. Sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, it just takes too long. Agreed. But, um, yeah, so I'm sitting there, and so there are a few things. There are a few reasons why I felt that way. One, probably still a little bit of imposter syndrome going on. Two, I was probably, I'm going to say, maybe the only person of colour in the room, definitely the only woman of colour in the room. And I was really young compared to most of the people in the room, so I just felt like I didn't belong. Hmm. And I remember saying to someone kind of the next day or whatever else, I was like, I felt like, and this this sounds really horrible from a uh, like a race perspective, but I genuinely felt like I needed, I, I should have been serving people in the room, not sitting in the room and and it's so interesting that that kind of mindset because even now so far past that point and i i think of who i am and and what Mm. i believe and whatever else and there were moments in that in that at that dinner where i was like oh this could go so terribly and everyone was really lovely and they were genuinely interested in who we were and what we were doing and and the way that they had chosen to seat us is um there were myself my business partner and we had two guests with us that they decided to split us and put us at separate tables which was great because we got to meet lots of interesting people but some of the people in the room were you know melbourne's top people and um it was there were people from um you know other venues from the uk and that were there for the it was mind-boggling but at the same time i think to myself one wow we got there we did such a good job that they decided to invite us to this dinner two i sat in that room and i held my own and i Mm. held conversation and Mm. i got to meet some really incredible people and um and three just i look at where i am in my mindset and how if i picked myself up today and put myself in that room how how different i would be and just what time and maturity brings um so that moment was definitely pretty amazing um and then, yeah, don't get me wrong, the Arnie things are pretty funny. But, um, yeah, I think the first time we had our first media coverage for Organised Curate Design and I looked and I stopped for a second and I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm on the TV. Like, and I know that sounds really, like, it seemed really silly, but when you create something from nothing and then yeah. other people are talking about it, like it's a thing, and I'm like, mm. oh, that's actually a thing. <laughs> so, like yeah, what I'm doing. yeah, it's really, um, and even just having, when people, even today, I'll tell them about the business and they're like, how did no one ever think of that? That's an mm. incredible idea. And I'm Agreed. like, Agreed. that's really cool. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 I still have those pinch myself moments. When people Definitely agree with the media side of it. Because, um, yeah. I, I can only speak on my behalf, when you grow up not ever thinking that you could, like, for me, I was like, the only way I'll ever get on TV is playing AFL. You know, mm. that was my thing of, well, they'll, you know, I never obviously played AFL, but that was my only vision of, well, I'm never going to, I was going to be a tradie. Like I was a mm. tradie for 11 years. Like tradies yeah. don't get on, on TV. Um, yep. So to see your brand, your name, your face, whatever it is, it's like, wow. Like, Especially when me? it's your own as well. On. 
you're not represent i wasn't representing anything else correct like i wasn't yeah. being interviewed about yeah. you know something i'd seen or whatever yeah. i was <laughs> talking about my own stuff yeah. with yeah. my own name and yeah how that, cool is that yeah, well done amazing. well done thank you um is there is this sort of like the life that you thought you would live sort of coming out of school is this the vision that you had is this did you think that you'd be, or did you think you'd be selling, you know, TV guides, three week old, uh, Rosila? <laughs> how good would that be? If I had managed to make a scam True. to get people to buy stuff they didn't need, mind you, isn't that what a lot of us do that's, in business? Exactly I, right. I feel like that's what I do in business most days. I'm like, Spot surely. Um, but no. Um, yeah, I don't remember being the kid that knew exactly what I was going to do. I, I'm sure, like, at school because they make uh, my kids uh, i've watched my kids have the same questions put to them like what do you want to do when you grow up and all that sort of stuff i'm sure i had answers for those questions back then but um no i don't recall knowing what that was what it was going to all look like um i was always super determined so um by the just before i turned 22 i had my first son um, I was already engaged and my um, then soon-to-be husband and I bought, um, we already bought two investment properties and within about a year and a half of my son being born, we bought a business, um, yeah. bought into a franchise. And yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then I was divorced by 25. So I kind of lived this whole life before I'd even lived a whole life Correct. and then, you know, picked up. And did it all over again. Got yeah. remarried, had another child, um, awesome. got into business, started a new business on my own. Um, and yeah, I don't know if this was what I was ever expecting. I definitely wasn't what I was expecting, actually, because even when I go back to what I was saying before around imposter syndrome, if someone had, I convinced myself that being in business for myself was a terrible idea, and I didn't want all the responsibility <laughs> and whatever yeah, else. And, yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess now thinking of you know, I'm in my late 30s. I've still got a lot of life to live. So Agreed. who knows? Who knows what's next? Exactly. And who knows um, like if I could, yeah. where, where I could be? Um, yeah. yeah, definitely. I think for me, the most important part, though, if if you're sitting thinking today, if you're listening to this and you're thinking today, what do I want the rest of my life to look like? Or um, what do I want to be when I grow up? Or whatever else. I've said that to people before when I've met amazing people. I'm like, I want to be just like you when I grow up. And they're like, you're a grown-up. I'm like, not a full grown-up. Not yet. But <laughs> um, I'm still kind of half grown-up. But um, I always go back to the pace of legacy. So mm. when I think of when I'm on my deathbed or when people are at my funeral, how do I want them to describe me? How do I want them to describe the way I made them feel, the impact I had on their world, if I had any impact at all? Um, yeah, just what what words do I want to sit in people's mouths yeah. as they describe my life? Mm-hmm. And then if they can't describe me like that today, then I've got some work to do. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, and I feel like if it all had to end tomorrow, and, I, and that's the other way that I really try and live my life, is if it all had to end tomorrow, how would people talk about me tomorrow? And I'm really comfortable knowing that the way people would describe me and the impact I have on people and the way that I show them how I care for them is exactly how I want it to be. And if it had to be 40 years from now, 
great, I get another 40 years. And if it had to be tomorrow, then so be it. But I'm really comfortable with that. And I think sometimes we forget that we don't, we might not have tomorrow. So it's so important to think about how we're living today. Yeah. I guess if it was all going to touch wood, Mm. you know, but if it it was going to be that way, like, yeah, what, yeah, what legacy, what are people going to think? What are we going to say? What have you done for people? How have they felt around you? Mm. Um, and start living into that now, whether it is today or 50 years from yep. now, um, definitely start living into that. For you, what do you think you've, and again, this is not an egotistical thing, this is not a boasting thing, but why do you think that you've been able to achieve, like again, you said, like you said, that you were able to secure the MCG after mm. 95 years of someone else. You've mm. been able to go out there and, and create your own business, be able to lead, like, get yourself in the media, create a successful business. For you, why have you been able to do that? you know why you and it's not what's special about you yes why you uh to be honest i just kind of say why not like why not me um i'm just a normal person like i i've got some transferable skills like in the sense of being organized like i've lived in the world of events um it's funny i used to work in the shipping industry i worked in the shipping industry for three years and um I, I've got a client at the moment who works in the shipping industry. And when we first met, she was like, what? Like, cause I knew all the terms and the, totally. the kind speak of her language. Yeah, yeah. I could yeah, speak yeah. her language and she was very confused by that. And I was like, <laughs> well, it's funny. Cause I've had this other life. Like I've had all these kind of mm, career mm. paths and whatever else. And, and they're all, they've all kind of had the tone of organization and administrative mm. skills and time management and all of that sort of yeah. stuff. But yeah. I guess to yeah to go back to your question i would just say why not like why not me i deserve to have success and and i deserve to share my story and i deserve to to um to have a platform that i've created on my own because you know no one's going to give you a platform Correct. trust me no one's going to yeah, just yeah. here's the microphone yeah. just yeah, do totally. your thing um Absolutely. you kind of need to to either make it or earn it sometimes you can flick it but there's no such thing as an overnight success. So all of those things Agreed. I've done on my own. But yeah, I just say, why not? I think we all deserve that. to reach for the things that we want. And mm. today, mm. this is what I want. And tomorrow, I might just go to that beach house <laughs> and not talk on a microphone on. ever I again. Love I love it. In the cupboard. Uh, I love yeah. it. And again, it's totally true. Like, why not? Like, why not you? Why not me? Why not, why not the next person? Mm. There's enough resources. There's enough, you know, money There's enough out to there. go around absolutely there's enough for everyone to eat but again like you said earlier like you're sort of going to have to do the work yeah there's only yeah. so much that you can do from your perspective of planning it for example mm-hmm. and then they're going to have to go out there and make it happen yeah um but again why not you you deserve everything everyone out there deserves what they what they want yeah put the work in you absolutely get it one of the last questions caroline um you know this this question for you is a lot of very relevant was there something that someone ever said to you that really one like hit home and again sort of going back to what we said about the mcc about how you felt in that space mm. you know at the time but was there something that someone ever said to you that really that has stuck with you but that has that has driven you to do more be more become more over your journey yeah i think i i'm gonna say probably about six or seven years ago so when i was r- right in the peak of that imposter syndrome where i was doing all the things and on the outs from the outside people were like wow you're doing all this amazing stuff but internally i was really like 
surely someone's going to come in. I used to always feel like I was a 12 year old in, Mm. in the room and someone was going to come and tap me on the shoulder and go, you're in the wrong room. And I don't know why these people are listening to you, but it's time to leave. And, um, uh, I can't remember when or where or who said this phrase of you can't be what you can't see, Mm -hmm. but that was a real driver for me from, I'm going to say about, you know, at least seven or so years ago, it was sitting in those rooms with, you know, the CEOs and GMs of some significant venues and, um, and associations around the country and going, why the hell are they listening to me? Um, but knowing that if I wasn't there and if I didn't take that seat, then someone else would take it and, and I wouldn't have representation. And I, and I guess I, the things that I've been really vocal about is I wouldn't have representation as a woman. Um, I wouldn't have representation as a fairly young woman um, and a woman of colour. Mm-hmm. So three things that I think are really important for diversity. Um, so every time... I could either create an opportunity or I was given an opportunity. I felt that it was really important to take it and to shine and to just speak mm-hmm. and just say whatever came because that would mean that one day or even that day, someone would see that and they could see that, well, if I can be that, then they can be that. Totally. And um, so, yeah, that 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 um, phrase of you can't be what you can't see um, has definitely stuck with me and and I have had um, women reach out and um, or just people reach out. I, it's funny, the most recent newspaper article we had, um, I, I got a really lovely message on Facebook, um, private message on Facebook from one of my cousins. And so for context, I have 28 first cousins. So I got oh, a lot wow. of cousins. Oh, wow. <laughs> both of my parents are one of eight. And so wow. split across both sides. We've got, I've got Great 28. Effort. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so when I say, oh, my cousin contacted me, it could just be like, there's a lot of them. There's not and one of so, them. <laughs> no, there's not just like three. Um, so my cousin reaches out to me and he has a daughter who's quite young and, um, he said, you know, he just sent me this message. I don't know. We don't speak very often. We have that many cousins. It's hard to keep up. But he was like, I just saw you in the paper and I am so proud of you. And it is so amazing to not only open the paper but and to see my cousin, but to open the paper and to be able to say to my daughter, that's your second cousin or whatever we class ourselves as for her. Um, and look at all the great stuff she's doing. And she can see me and Mm. she can see herself in me and she can see that yeah um you know that's one of our family members and she's in the paper and she's got her own business and she's a woman of color and she's a she and whatever else and and so he he just shared with me like how proud he was and how having that level of representation and being the father of a daughter um Mm. that he's always looking for those opportunities and to have those in his own family is is pretty amazing and and I remember just kind of staring at this message and getting all emotional because I was like, wow, that was, he didn't need to share that with me. He didn't need to share that story with me. But it's when you have moments like that, you realise mm. that all that effort is actually doing something because there's people that they're looking at that yeah. going, oh, if Carolyn can do it, then I can do it too. Correct. Correct. Whether they are family members or not. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. might be that one person who says, you know what, that's it. I've looked at your for the last 10 days straight and there's all these amazing people. 
Yeah. Now I've seen Caroline, I'm going to go out and do my thing, yeah. um, which, is, which is incredible. I love that. You can't be what you can't see. I've never heard that personally, oh, but really? I, I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. We'll Thank to, you for we'll, sharing that. Yeah, we'll have to do some research to see if we can find out where who it originally from. said yeah, it because I've, I've heard it said quite a few times, but it's yeah. um, definitely in context of people of colour um, totally. and representation. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. Yeah. Well done. Thanks for sharing that as well. That's really good. Um, Caroline, this has been incredible. Thank you so much. I've learned lots. Uh, I've got a, a few things I need to get my shit together. I need to get organised. Um, I need to start meal. Stop breathing so loud. I know. I, I have to turn my microphone down. It's like, just go to full mute, Jamie. What are you doing here still, mate? What are you doing? This is my show now. But we, well, we established that already. Oh, my goodness. I like, definitely don't breathe loud around Caroline because you have a problem. Uh, you might get punched in the face. I love it. I love it. Caroline, where can people find out more uh, and, and learn more about what you're doing and even reach out if they've got, you know, from a business perspective as well, yeah, definitely. Learn some more about what you do. Uh, so, if they jump onto organize, curate, design, or one word.com, um, they'll be able to find kind of everything that we do. Um, we share a little bit about myself and Alana, who's my colleague, and um, and the work that we do. Um, on there, you'll also be able to find a link to my website, which is getting a bit of a revamp at the moment, but it is up and running. Um, if you want to engage with me directly as a speaker, or um, I do some coaching work as well. So anyone that needs a little bit of a push, um, I'm pretty good at pushing, so <laughs> yes. definitely. Just don't breathe around her and don't go for excuses. Just, she'll be like, what the fuck? Yeah, I definitely don't do excuses. I'll hold I you accountable. Um, but yeah, they're the, pro they're the best ways and that's where you'll find like all, there's always a project. So the current project is a podcast. Um, so you'll be able to find that, but there's always Lovely. something exciting good. that I'm working good. on. So, yeah, make sure yeah. you guys go and check out our website and I'm um, sure the links to the social media and stuff like that yep, will definitely. be there too. It's all the same sort of names. But again, Caroline, I really appreciate the time. Thank you. Uh, I've definitely, like I said, taken a lot. I've got two pages full of notes. Um, oh, awesome. As always, I'm always a writer. I like to write things down, uh, but definitely get amazing people around you with some definitely, uh, you know, from where you sort of come from, what you've been able to do is and, and make that a key topic. Uh, and it's some good points there. And like you said, on how to actually make that happen as well. It's really cool. Uh, but again, thank you. I really appreciate it. I'll make sure for all the notes and the links for everyone to, to reach out to you. Um, but again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in today on the episode with on Learn, Grow, Do, Repeat. Uh, look forward to having you on the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us on that episode. What an incredible one it was. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Remember, make today count and be great.